Welcome back to Shift to Grit. You're about to hear a conversation David and I had the night before the victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We talk about why so many fathers and sons and brothers make the NFL and professional sports in general. Then we talk about whether we need to flip the script on the idea that the Lions always get the bad calls, and we're coming back with visual evidence from the game. But first, contemplate this. At 5-1, and one, the Lions are tied for the best record in the NFL. For the first time this late in the season, since before microwaves, remote controls, and Velcro. The last time the Lions were this good, gas was 29 cents a gallon, and Paul McCartney was in eighth grade. A lot of us have been waiting a very long time for this, a forever time. Wow. Today, I, I don't care what the weather is. It's truly a beautiful day. Let's just sit in this moment and enjoy the view from the top. Enjoy the episode. So earlier in the day, I Googled Jared Goff. And I saw that his dad played for the Montreal Expos. It's like winning the athletic lottery. There's 2,000 people in the NFL, 2,500 maybe if you count the practice squads. That's it. And not only did he make the NFL, but his dad played for the Montreal Expos. So that's amazing. And then I thought, wait a minute. We have Amon Ross St. Brown, whose brother is also in the league playing at a high level. Dad was a weightlifter. We have... Stephen Gilmore at the back end of our cornerbacks room and his brother Stefan is a star. And Stephen looked like a star in that last preseason game. And then we actually have a pair of brothers. And this is the part I was thinking about last night. Their names are Romeo Oquara and Julian Oquara. And I realized, wow, what if they had had a girl for their second child? You don't want to name kids Romeo. I was like, Romeo and Julian. No, you do not. First of all, they died tragically, but more importantly, they were lovers. That's not cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So good thing they had a boy. But we have brothers both in the league. What is it that can allow a father and son, two brothers, to make the league? So my, it's an interesting question, and I don't know if this is the, the right answer, but I have a theory. Once someone is in your family, once you have a family member, who has done it, knows what it takes to become a professional athlete, has sort of shown you the path or has set or, or trailed a path for you to follow. I believe it's easier. Number one, like, what is it? King Griffey and King Griffey Jr. Aren't there baseball players? His dad yeah. brother. So, you know, once you're, once you've seen, or once you lived in, in a household or, you know, have a brother or a sister or whatever, who's done it and you've watched them do it. You watched how they've trained and you watched how they've, you know, the schools they've gone to, the people they associate with. I believe it's easier. And you now have a, a social group that you're familiar with and connected to. So if your dad is a, was a professional athlete, let's say a football player or a baseball, what's the uh, Detroit Tiger? I can't remember. He was a designated hitter for the Tigers. And now his son has become like 
a, a professional oh, athlete. You're talking, and we also had a son. We traded for a son. You're talking about Cecil Fielder and Prince Fielder. But yes, yeah. Once once you've seen how your your parent or uh, sibling do it, now you know you know what it takes. And your social groups are all professional athletes, or you're connected to a chain of people who will get you to that level. Does that make sense? Yeah, but what you're saying, David, is it, it's a learned thing that this is not just a gift that you get when you're born into the world. This is something you can learn. No, it is also a gift, right? You you have to have the the height, the weight, the speed, the quickness in your hands or wrist. All that is like uh, Cecil Fielder and his, his son Prince Fielder. I mean, they're both huge men. Like you have to have the physique or the qualities of a professional athlete. Yes? Yeah, that makes sense. But I think that's if your dad's Cecil Fielder, you already are plugged into a social group that were like, keep an eye on my son. He's really good. He's a really good athlete. You know, you're talking to the right people. I, I wouldn't even be surprised if LeBron James' son eventually makes it into the NBA. Right? I mean, he's probably born with the right height, size, speed, th those sort of things. And then everything else he learns from his dad. Everything else he learns from intimately. Do you understand what I'm saying? He, his dad's telling him everything. I remember Cecil Fielder had his son out there when he was, you know, out on the baseball diamond. I remember he brought him out to a couple of games, and I believe his son even took some swings. And everyone was like, whoa, boy, he's going to be a, he may be a player. He exposed them to the right people, maybe even to the right high schools or colleges, you know, if he went to college. Okay, so what about in the case of Amon Ross St. Brown? His dad was a weightlifter. They're not the same thing. They're not the same thing, but the dedication, the, the, what it takes to become an expert in your field. So this is the 10,000 hours thing that they talk about. Yeah, Malcolm Gladwell. Yes, yes. Like I, I was thinking if it translates to the arts, like Bob Dylan Everybody knows Jacob Dylan was the guy who sang um, One Headlight. Do you remember that song? With no. one headlight. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, it feels like Independence Day. Remember that song? No, I don't. I don't know if he had a lot of hits, but that was a. What about John Lennon and his son? Yeah. So John Lennon is legendary. His son had a couple of songs. Right. And same thing with Jacob Dylan. And not to knock. Anybody, I'm not comparing. I, I, I'm comparing only in the sense of it's not good or bad. It's interesting. In the case of Ken Griffey Sr., he was a very solid major leaguer. His son was one of the best players to ever hold a bat. Wow. If he hadn't gotten injured, he might have gone down as the best there ever was. It's a little bit of a cheat sheet, right? You know, if you have a sibling or a parent that's a professional athlete, at least it gets you a leg up. It gets you, you know, you don't, you're not starting in the same spot. I don't believe. Right. It's, I, I'm just, some of the fathers exceed the sons and some of the sons exceed the father stats wise or career longevity wise. It's just interesting how it all works out. I wonder if there are any tennis players or female athletes who, whose daughters have gone on to become I don't know. I have to do my homework on that one. Yeah, it's kind of sad that I, I have no idea. That's where we can instantly see that 
women's and men's sports are not the same in this country is that I, I can't think of a one. Isn't that wild? I can't, I can't think of one either. But I can tell you Archie Manning, he was the legendary first quarterback of the New Orleans Saints when they expanded, as I recall. Yeah. He was a really good quarterback, the dad. And then his sons, Eli won some Super Bowls. Peyton, again, one of the best there ever was. Yes, yes, clearly. So it's just interesting how it works out. But you're right. So what do they teach? They teach dedication. Dedication, like getting up, doing the reps, nutrition, that sort of thing. Those are so important. The reps, the the over and over again. You know what I mean? I do. And in fact, I've slacked. I've missed two or three out of the last three or four days walking. I did yoga, but I didn't walk. And I'm losing the dedication. You are the one that lights that up with me. So I got to get out there and walk. I, it's been cold. It's been rainy. And there's always excuses to get out of it. I was on my son's. Uh, he's in marching band and the marching band has their own like social media site. And they had this one picture of my son who was standing out in the parking lot at least 45 minutes before anyone gets there in the dark where they practice. And he has you showed a, me that that was great. And it reminds me when I was a safety patrol boy in the third grade, I would get out to my corner before school even opened my mom would say, David, <laughs> it's still dark outside. Why are you leaving so early? And I'd have my, my belt on. You know, I was like, I have to be at my corner. <laughs> Dedication. Yeah. So this is what I was thinking about. We are now good for business. The Lions are good for business. I told you. Their ratings were through the roof when they were on Thursday night. They're good for business now. People are following the Lions. So now I want to know if it's selection bias or if it's real. Because if we're good for business, if we're good for the NFL, are we going to get our Juwan Taylor call? No calls, I should say. My guess is we will. We'll watch it slowly. In fact, I'm starting to see it right now. Meaning, in the Lions' lowest years, I remember penalty after penalty after penalty, holding, holding, holding interference. And when they would run the plays back, I I felt like they weren't doing it any more than any other team, but they were just being watched more because they knew, this is my opinion, that the Lions were an undisciplined team. Well, now... This team, there's a lot of talk about the Lions. They're good for business. They're in the conversation. Everyone's watching them. I believe unknowingly they're going to get get the calls now just because the refs will see that this team is more disciplined. And as you said, the coach is well-liked. He's kind of a media darling right now, wouldn't you say? Yes, I would. I just think... Everything seems to be flowing in in the Lions' direction. It just seems to be going that way. Okay, so now we got to watch, because like Kansas City, and I don't. I'm not a referee. I'm not in the situation. Maybe they gauge the person's energy, their demeanor. Heather showed a play to me where there was a face mask that the refs missed. That can happen. There is such a thing as human error. But then they called 
it looked like they called interference on a Kansas City player. And to protest the call, the guy took off his helmet. And you can't do that No, in the NFL. That's a penalty. He did not look threatening or agitated or aggressive in any way. He was calm, but he took off his helmet. They did not give him a penalty, and they picked up the flag, allowing Kansas City to win the game against Minnesota, I believe it was. It was a little weird. Yeah. And I wonder if we're going to see calls like that. Is it going to be like, wow, did we just get away with something? Because I'm not familiar with that feeling. Well, I don't know if we'll we'll get calls, but what I... I'm talking about no calls. Are we going to get the no calls, the Juwan Taylor, the we take off our helmet, we don't get it? (laughs) I guess we're just going to have to wait and see. That's an interesting question. My guess will be yes. We'll start getting. We'll, we'll we'll see a difference. That's my answer. So we're we're a quality team like we are now. Pretend we have Calvin Johnson in his prime, and he catches that ball the same way, and he rolls over, and he then he flips the ball on the ground. Is it still called a continuation? No catch. No, he's he's no no. They, that's they, a touchdown. That's a touchdown. That's a touchdown. If, That's if, a touchdown. If he's playing today on this team, yes, there's no way. There's no way that they would not call that a touchdown. It's, that blows my mind. I am going to be looking for that. You call me. I want to try to edit this together because I want people to hear this. You call me if we start getting the – I think it might be a little early. Do we have to win a championship first? I don't know. I don't even think we need to win that championship. I think – like you said, the Lions are good for business. People want to see this team. I'm not saying <laughs> they're doing everything they can to to get the Lions into the playoffs, but I'm saying I just think they're going to give them a little bit more playing room. They're going to let them play a little bit more. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, and the reason I'm not is because in any conspiracy – People have the need for significance. It's very powerful. I've heard it in many personal growth seminars. Someone will talk. I did this to John F. Kennedy. I did this to Jimmy Hoffa. They'll talk. They're not going to all keep silent. I'm not saying there's a conspiracy in the NFL. But I am saying, just like the NBA knew what was good for business, They gave Michael Jordan an extra step. They did. They did. They did. They did. And everybody knows it. I think Michael Jordan knows it. I'm sure (laughs) Michael Jordan knows it. And I never say that. I always, are you sure? to? If Michael Jordan hasn't heard that about himself, then he hasn't been watching his own game films ever. I mean, the broadcasters say it openly. Yeah, you just got to go on YouTube. There are guys who do a whole series on Michael Jordan, who slow the video down, count the steps that he takes. You know, here's what I want to say to you. You and I are uh, referees in the NFL. Let's just say, okay, okay, and, and and we're you know we're like, hey, guess what, Marshall? We're we're going to be refereeing the Lions game and the Bucks game. And guess what? I just heard they're moving it up to prime time. They're moving it later. They're bumping it later to prime time because these teams are are on their way up and everyone wants to see the lions. So isn't that great? It's going to be lots of eyes on us, you know, now 
we both know that this team is a team that everyone wants to watch. They're a different team. They're they're up and comers. You know what I mean? That's a different conversation than like, hey, listen, man, guess what game we're uh, refereeing? Oh, whatever team is 0 and 5 and uh, oh, what well, you know what I mean? It's going to be a sloppy game. Get yourself ready. We're going to be throwing lots of flat. That's the conversation. So you you oh, okay? But you're telling me Stern didn't have a meeting and say, guys, Michael Jordan's <laughs> good for business. You have to call it like you see it, but if he travels a little bit, I don't think it's they, okay. I don't think that you're saying nobody ever said that to those. Referees? I don't think they ever say that to the any of those referees. I don't. They just knew to give him an extra step. They just knew it was a spectacle when he was out on the court. I think they knew it was an important game, and they were probably just as in awe as everyone else when he was in there. I bet they were just like, "Wow, this guy's amazing." I bet nobody they, ever said anything. I'm just trying to think, could that be true that nobody ever said anything to him? They just gave him an extra step because they were gaping at him? That that seems unlikely to me. I bet they were just dazzled by him. There's no league meeting where they say to the refs, you can call this one a little looser. They don't say that. Millions of dollars. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I, would, I don't know. I'm sure... Just like in the NFL, there's a, a review process where they're looking at film. They're being rated by their superiors. And they're looking at like, hey, you know, my, we think Mike might maybe take an extra step here. Look closely. You know, at, I, I don't know. I, I don't see that conversation ever happening. Could they have said? I'm going to repeat something you said uh, to me. He's good for business. I know. So could they have said, now you'll notice here, guys, Michael <laughs> takes an extra step here. We're going to just skip over that. <laughs> could they have done something like that? I don't know, man. Who knows? Possibly. Who knows? But then it's a conspiracy. And I said, I don't believe in them. It just seems, it seems unlikely that they're all going to give him that role. Juwan Taylor, he got away with it for years and years and years. Yeah. Something happened against the lions according to jason he was it was more pronounced and maybe it was because of hutchinson and suddenly they have to call that penalty that they hadn't called this guy's entire career i believe it's to keep the quarterback safe i believe there's a little bit of a bias but how do you communicate that and still keep the game fair do you think that are we making is it just selection bias are we making this up i don't know do you think Michael Jordan was an uh, important player in the NBA. Do you think he was important to the game of basketball? I don't know if there's ever been a more important player to the NBA than Michael Jordan. I think there's your answer. Yeah. Do you know when we were little, the NBA finals were broadcast, get this, on tape delay. They would record it on a video cassette, whatever, beta, and play it back. Why? Nobody cared. Nobody gave a crap, David. Nobody <laughs> gave a crap. <laughs> Nobody gave. And then Larry Bird and Magic Johnson brought some interest. Yes. We all liked it as kids. Yes. And, of course, there was the Iceman, or Gerv, as your <laughs> neighborhood pal liked to be called. Yeah, I can't believe you remember that. But then, then there was Michael Jordan, and the whole league exploded. Yeah, Michael Jordan comes into the league, 
all of a sudden his shorts are longer. Everyone starts to die. Yeah, he he's a he was it was it was different. Man. It was different when he was playing. I miss it. It I like when there's someone so dominant. And there's not right now, at least no storyline person. No one that I'm following that I'm like, I have to watch the NBA to watch this person. There are a few people I like, but maybe LeBron James, right? I want to see him play with Bronny. We're down to like one guy. There used to be Shaq, Kobe, Dwight Howard, Tim Duncan. You know, there were a lot of guys that you could point to and say, wow. Yeah. That, that player is terrific to watch. I, I just don't feel like it's that way. Right I now. think that that's a good point. I think you're right. That's a good point. I really, David, I'm being serious. Do you really think no one ever said anything? I think to these reps about Kansas City, about Jawan Taylor, for example. I don't think anyone, I don't, I don't know. I would, my guess is Occam's razor, which is, I don't think anyone saw it. I don't think anyone said anything. I just don't think anyone paid attention until it was on Monday. Was it Monday night football or Thursday night football where everyone was watching and Hutch was such a dominant player quick off the ball that this guy kept moving back further and further. He's got, he's got the Jimmy leg. Everyone saw it. But they were letting it go in every game that Jacksonville played. And they pro- Jacksonville probably played some good teams at some point. They've been letting it go on this guy. He hasn't been getting called. You don't think somebody's saying, let that slip? I don't. Or is it, is it you'll see he moves early. We're not going to talk about that. Well, it sure didn't help that Chris Collinsworth on national TV kept saying, look at this guy. He's, a, he's lined up like a slot receiver. I think once he said it live on TV where everyone was watching, you know, the Lions are a popular team, right? Everyone wanted to watch him. And he said that on national TV. Maybe he exposed it. He helped. I don't disagree, but what I'm saying is at some point, I think there was something said. At some point, it was this. Fellas, they're in the referees meeting. Fellas. <laughs> the quarterback is every team's most important asset, most valuable asset. If a guy hits the quarterback too hard, you got to call it every time. If a guy lowers his helmet, you got to call it every time. And, you know, if there are guys guarding the quarterback and they go a little bit early, just remember, the quarterback is the most important. I, I don't think that you don't think they're trained. I mean, they're trained some way. I, I don't think they. I think they definitely had the first com- the first conversation. I don't think they had the second conversation. So you actually do not believe in any sort of a conspiracy from the top down. Not in this aspect. No, I don't believe that that happened. I I believe the first part happened. Look, let, let's you know these guys are bigger, they're faster, they're stronger. We got to protect the quarterback, the punters, whatever. The people who are vulnerable out there. So if someone goes for the head, we got to call it. I think they had that conversation that you just laid out. But I don't think they then said, if we got a tackle that wants to jump just a little bit early, that's a little, I think that's over the line. So these are rogue referees just saying, well, the guy's blatantly moving. We're not going to call it. You know they saw it. They had. They had. They to had see. to see it, Marshall. They've had. They had to. Have so they were. They just went rogue, and all of a sudden they're not going rogue. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. 
but they had to. Although there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff moved. There's a lot of moving parts in a live game, and 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 I don't know. David, as you said, I've listened to that episode a couple of more than a couple of times. There are two guys, one on each side of the line of scrimmage. They didn't miss that call. Somebody, somebody said something. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because if that's true, if they let it slip because of the quarterback, because of the idea of protecting the quarterback, then we really are going to see calls tilt the Lions way. And if it's not true, then we won't. And we've been making this up all our lives because we're so upset at the Lions. And Calvin Johnson would have been called an incomplete pass either way. Uh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Neither you nor I dispute that Michael Jordan got an extra step. No, nope. And your version is they were just standing in awe of the guy. Maybe, maybe. And and he's good for the game. He's good for business. He's good for business, but they are not trained. Now remember who's good for business. That's that seems unlikely to me. They are not trained. Remember who's good for. They know. They know who's good for business. But what does that mean, David? <laughs> it. You said Occam's razor, and you're not wrong. The most likely scenario is that it's all selection bias. It doesn't hold up with Juwan Taylor because he, he's getting the calls now. But are we just jealous of Michael Jordan? Did he actually not get an extra step? It just seems odd. And this is now, it's t it's truly tied into last episode. If we've been making this up because we have felt so bad about ourselves as a, as a fan base, if we've been making this up about the calls, then they're going to be no better or worse than they ever were. Call-wise, right? Yeah. The no calls like Kansas City got when the guy took off his helmet. Respectfully. He did. Calmly. He did respectfully. I, I watched that. He did calmly and respectfully take off his helmet. So I don't know. Is this just, are we just seeing, inventing shadows where there aren't any? Maybe. I, Dude, I, you could get me on all these. I could go back and forth on all, all of it. I just don't well, that's know. That's what I want you to watch for then, David. I want you to watch for calls that were like, wow, we got away with one. Have, do you remember feeling like that with the Lions? We got away with one? I think so. I've even heard, like, announcers say, well, they got away with that one, you know. Are we too close to it? Do you know what I'm saying? Dude? That's what I'm thinking, because I think I've had that experience, too. It's selection bias. We're yeah. rooting for that team, so we're going to see it in a biased way. Yeah, we're just going to see it that way. I don't know. I think... The refs overall do a pretty good job and they're human and they're going to miss something. Yeah, it's true. So do me a favor. If you see moments in this game where you think we got away with one, let's discuss it. I'm going to have a little pad of paper next to my chair when I'm watching the game. Okay, that's good. <laughs> Okay, well, we watched the game, and true to his word, David called me several times yeah. <laughs> about plays that were no calls that in the old days would have been calls. And we each have one to tell you about. We both noticed both of these. 
The one that I saw that I called you immediately on, or right after the play, was um, Mike Evans. It was down in the end zone. Mike Evans was the receiver. He was up against Cam Sutton. He had he had his hands in his face, or he pushed his helmet down. Or in the past, that was a call that we, the Lions would have never gotten, would never have gone the Lions' way. Wouldn't you agree? I'm thinking. Um, look, when I watched it, it looked like the offensive pass interference. But I can tell you there have been times where yeah. that would have been defensive pass interference. It would have made no sense. It just seemed like it was offensive interference. Right. I felt like it was a good call. Did you, did you have one? I did. Mine is toward the end of the game. Tracy Walker hit. I don't even know who it was but he hit somebody hard. Again, one of those plays like Brian Branch made that in the old days, we would just say that was a fantastic hit. We all held our breath. I'm assuming you did, David. I did. And they threw a flag. And then they showed the play again, and it looked like a clean hit. But I was ready to get a targeting penalty because that's the team I'm used to watching. And we didn't. And these are the things that David and I are hypothesizing are going to be new now. We're going to get the no calls where in the old days we would get these calls that would bury us. Now, I suppose we can argue that's a conspiracy. Maybe it's a business conspiracy, but it seemed interesting to us. I, I think they thought it was an illegal, illegal hit. But every time you saw it in slow motion, I, he didn't go to the head. He was just in the chest area. Right. David, you're my witness. You just watched the game just like I did. Did you have any feeling that the Lions got a bad call on them? Today? No, not. I had no feeling that the Lions got a bad call. No. Is that an unusual feeling for you? It is an unusual feeling. Yeah. Can I tell you what my evening is going to uh, consist of? Me watching plays over and over again on YouTube. I'll be looking at the news tonight, the sports channels, listening to what they have to say about the Lions what they have to say about the upcoming games. I will be Googling like crazy, which I always do. And I, I then I hit sort by date <laughs> so that I can get the newest articles. I read them two minutes after they come in. <laughs> Time to soak up this moment. It's very yes. rare, very rare in life that you get an opportunity to reprogram painful memories. We're getting this right now with a team that you and I both agree is our favorite Lions team ever. It's my favorite team. Did you see that hit by Craig Reynolds? That was just incredible. The block? The block. He came from nowhere. He came he came from behind and made a block. I've been watching that over and over again. And when he got to the sidelines, Marshall, they were congratulating him just as much as the, the, the touchdown. If I had recorded the game, this is what you would have heard. This is me. <laughs> I want to move away from the microphone. This is what I said to Heather. Who's 13? Who is 13? <laughs> Did you see that block? Did you see that? Who is 13? And then they showed, it's Reynolds. And I said, it's Reynolds. It's Reynolds. I was just so proud of it. <laughs> There's no way that goes for a touchdown without that block. It was one of the fiercest blocks I've ever seen. I He flew up like... That was amazing, man. I'll never get tired of watching that that clip. Thank you for reminding me. I'm going to play that again. Open up your mind. Open up your mind. Open up your mind.
David and I created Shit to Grit. I edit it. Our thanks for the transition music today to Free Groove on Pixabay and Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.